Hello everyone, welcome to Football with Martin, and today we're going to get through the f five major leagues in European soccer very quickly, and we have a glance about what's, con what's coming for this weekend, all the big games and stuff, and lastly, we are going to have our season prediction about each league's champion. So let's start off the most famous Premier League. Premier League and just like last year, it was going pretty pretty one-sided toward Manchester City because they're just w way better than every other team. Pep Guardiola's formation and tactics literally outruns every single team. Right now, the only team that can hang on to Manchester City is Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal, which Arsenal have a big impo improvement at the beginning of the season as um, their new coach coming into the team and sort of, you know, picked up where Wenger, uh, where Wenger left off and saved the team significantly. Chelsea, same thing happened in Chelsea. Um, they fired uh, Conte and then um, have the new Italian coach coming in becomes from the, the style of play from Chelsea, of Chelsea becomes from lethargic to energetic, just you know, within one summer, everyone's like thought it's unbelievable. Um, same goes for Liverpool. Uh, Klopp also has a strong of pressing play that has Liverpool really effective in the, in the front. And Van Dijk's leading defense is solid toward every single team. So let's talk about one of the surprises this season is um, how Manchester United is doing. Manchester United. It's traditionally a good team, but ever since Sir Ferguson left out, no one seems to pick up the the glory history. Um, last season, Jose Mourinho uh, led the team out on the second place, but you know there are a lot of critics out there saying the style of play just like sucks, and everyone's falling asleep in front of TV, everything compared to Manchester City, but. I think they are doing not a bad job. They're on the eighth place, considering their defense, what a crappy def defense that is, with Chris Mullin and um, Victor Lindelof, who's only 23 years old and experienced. And in the summer, they try to uh, buy a lot of good center backs, such as Jerome Boateng from uh, Bayern Munich and... Uh, Golding from Atletico Madrid. Golding's deal almost proved through, but the last minute is Golding um, renewed contract with Atletico Madrid. So in the end, he stayed at his former club, and then Manchester United didn't get anyone. Oh, Manchester United also tried to get Maguire from Leicester City, but the English center back wasn't looking for a new club right after World Cup. So Manchester City, Man United is just in a really awkward position trying to find center back but no one is here i think Jose Mourinho should <clears throat> really um focus on the use of Arubai cuz you know as his uh performance at la liga before he moved to manchester united was very impressive the way he played it's just like i think it fits united's playing style as they need long balls to create space for the for the forward. Everybody hides that, and everybody is very agile in this position. Also, to you know, 
against Aquero, who's really fast on the on the on the offense. He can just move with Aquero instead of Chris Smalling couldn't even catch up with the with half of the strike in Premier League. And let's talk about Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba is a is an important role um, within the Manchester United. But recently there was a controversy saying the game. It was a, I believe it was a game last week from uh, was Paul Pogba's penalty against Jordan Pickford, the Everton young English goalkeeper, who um, the way he takes a penalty just it's like a it's like a sloth, not to be mean, but he backs up to the edge of the box, slowly run up, jog, jog, jog. And then finally, just take a shot out of nowhere. Some I, personally, I don't think it, it's really effective because, as you can see, Pickford saved the first one. It was, it was like luck that the ball got back to him, and he could put another another one. Um. Yeah, and then I think in a forward of Manchester United, they're doing not that great because. Last year, they put a lot of money into Alexis Sanchez and uh, Romelu Lukaku. But see, from the from the games that they actually won, they outplayed the opponent in the game against Everton. They didn't use neither of the players. They used Anthony Martial and um, Rashford on, on top instead of Sanchez and Romero. Uh, sorry, Lukaku. So... It really gives me a question of whether the um, the the Manchester United owners think Jose Mourinho has the ability to make the right choice of transfer. Jose Mourinho has really lost faith in the club and in the audience. That's why I think um, he, they're not gonna they're gonna they're not gonna go too far this season, Man, Man United, unless. They have someone that has a, a new coach that's really they can put, you know, some energy into this lethargic team already. Um, and the match coming up this weekend, I believe. Yep, and it's Sunday, eight thirty a.m. is Bournemouth uh, versus Man U. I think it's gonna be an easy win for for Manchester United. It's not because they're doing really well, but Bournemouth is just not a really strong opponent um the score prediction for that one um, i think it's man manchester united 2-0 even though bournemouth is on is in the sixth place but i feel like the player difference is just too big that like man- manchester united could easily win just win this game and then another really really big game coming up is tomorrow I mean, Sunday at 1.30 p.m. is Arsenal versus Liverpool. Um, the two the two teams has a style of play that's really, um, how do you say, similar because Liverpool wants the the high-pressure style of play as Arsenal, it's kind of like, you know, Mezu Ozil and uh, Chaka do everything in the midfield, provide balls to Aubameyang and Lacazette to let them finish. So it'd be interesting to see how, um, as Liverpool's pressure goes into Arsenal's half, how they're gonna shift the ball out and move the ball into 
the the opponent's goal. Um, Chelsea is playing Crystal Palace on Sunday at eleven a.m., which I I think Chelsea's gonna eat, win it easily because Crystal Palace, even though even though they're doing they're doing not bad this season, they're they're, they're not that good. They're not that bad. They're in fourteenth place. So like the middle of the table to low of the table, they're not as bad as Huddersfield, but they're not as good as Bournemouth and Watford doing. So um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it was it would be a close game. Um, moving on to Bundesliga, it's a match of ten of ten of thirty four total match days. Bundesliga is, is just recent recent years. It's just Bayern Munich, one team dominating the entire league, but as this season, Nico Kovac uh, got into the the Bayern Munich. Coaching staff becomes a coaching staff. Bayern Munich wasn't doing an impressive job as usual. As by now, they're probably gonna they're probably dominating the second team by like at least five points already. Right now, Bayern Munich is still in second place, and first place is Dortmund with twenty one points. Bayern Munich with nineteen points after losing to a lot of unnecessary game last weekend. Bayern Munich played against Mainz. It was a tough win, to be honest. 2-1. Usually, it wasn't... It's not that hard for Bayern to, to win game in uh, Bundesliga. So, this coming week, Bayern is going to uh, play against Freiburg at Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Um, with... Last year, with Nico Kovac's tactics, Eintracht Frankfurt was very, very solid both at offense and defense. Um, they even beat the, uh, the Bundesliga giant Bayern at the uh, DF, DFB Cup, which is like another club other than Bundesliga in Germany. Um, so, and what, one of the unfortunate news of Bayern is that the midfield Thiago, number six, which is their, their core player, has been injured after... Last week's game against Mainz. So this is a question that comes to me: Who, who now? Who do, who do we have now? Uh, Tolisso's out in the midfield. Tolisso's out. Thiago's out. Right now, the only Gretzka. I, I'm not sure he's gonna play in the next week's game because his ankle problem has been coming up frequently. So to be honest, right now. Bayern only has Renato Sanchez that is fit for this position. So, what my prediction in tomorrow's game would be same backline. And then, Jerome Boateng may be replacing Nicolas Sula, uh, partnering with the German the, the German tall defender, Mats Hummels, in the center back. And his right back is Yusha Kimmich. And then left back is still David Alaba or maybe Rafinha, depending on how how things feel. Alaba still has some injury. Stay with him. And then on top, the CDM position would be Javi Martinez. And I believe Renato Sanchez is going to start tomorrow with probably Thomas Rodriguez. Thomas Muller wasn't really in a very good form recently. 
So, I don't know. I think he's. It's good for him to, to stay on the bench, um, to let him you know wake up a little bit. On the left, I believe we're gonna have Frank Ribery. On the right, I think Serge Gnabry is doing a really good job recently. And with the injury of Aaron Robin, Bayern don't really have any solid player on the right wing. So I think Nico Kovac is going to put Sir, uh, Serge Gnabry on the right and Lewandowski is going to be on top. So here's the problem. Lewandowski haven't, hasn't scored the same amount of goals as last season and as, and, and as previous season. So people have been wondering if he's too old. He's getting old, you know. The the goal conversion ratio isn't as good. So, I think, really, it's just because the entire team of Bayern Munich is just not feeding Lewandowski enough balls that he can finish. And I feel like all the other opponents are becoming, are becoming stronger in Bundesliga. A really obvious example of Dortmund is they're buying in a lot of players over the summer. Um, they bought Witzel from you know the Belgian the Belgian wide midfielder, and then they bought um, Alessier from FC Barcelona. They bought Delaney from. Uh, where was it? where where was he from? Bremen. He's a Danish centerman. So all he all these core players that Dortmund has brought in has really made a significant change in the Dortmund squad. Oh, and uh, I almost forgot the uh, young Real Madrid fullback Hakimi is also such such a critical part of the squad, as you can see. Um, they were playing Atletico Madrid in the UEFA, the Champions League. Before the game, I thought, you know, Dortmund, oh, you're just going to be, like, Atletico just going to dominate the game. Since Dortmund's recent years wasn't that great. But they, they beat that. They beat Atletico Madrid. Not by a little. They dominated the game also. So Dortmund is a team that has that's going to really challenge Bayern Munich this season. I feel like... Um, FC Schalk, Shark, um, they're they're okay this season, but after they lost a core player, Leo Goretz, Leon Goretzka, um, that transferred to Bayern and Max Meyer. Who's gonna? The question is, who's gonna step up and become the the midfield leader of this squad? A lot of people say Bentaleb. But he's only 23 years old, you know, who knows what he's going to do in the future. Maybe he's just going to go to another bigger club. So, yeah, and then Bayer Leverkusen, as usual, not that good, not that great. But in the middle, 12th, 12th in the in the ranking. Eintracht Frankfurt, which is last year the finished second place in the Bundesliga, has doing significantly well. They season keeping up with the glory as they're the third place with 17 points, just two points behind Bayern Munich and four points behind Borussia Dortmund. Um, after a dramatic defeat from the, DF, uh, the DFB Super Club, no, just the Super Club, um, 
from Bayern Munich. Nico Kovac, of course, knows everything about Andre Frankfurt. They, uh, he told what Bayern players should uh, anticipate uh, in front of the game. So that was an easy win for Bayern. Andre Frankfurt didn't lose a game with that same margin ever again. They're doing exceptionally well as they're even they're even doing better than RB Leipzig, which is a really new team that you know has has a had a really big success over the past three years as they um, came came up to the Bundesliga with um, their their central midfield uh, Forsberg and striker Timo Werner. Who did not do very well in this, in the in the World Cup in two thousand eighteen Russia World Cup, you know he had the speed he had everything but he was just, just wasn't involved enough in the German national team I feel like, uh Muchen Gladbach is also, you know as usual number fourth, they're a good team but they beat Bayern Munich that was really impressive from the the French striker Plia. The two, the the first goal was exceptional. There was nothing to say about the first one. It was just a, it wasn't a lucky shot. It was just a perfect shot that Neuer has no chance of saving. Um. Still, in the coming upcoming um week, it's gonna be tomorrow, Saturday, ten eight ten thirty a.m. It's a big game, Wolfsburg against Dortmund. See if Dortmund will keep their good, excellent form. Uh and uh keep their form until they play Bayern, see how that derby is going to go. And Bayern Leverkusen is going to play against Hoffenheim tomorrow, also at 10.30 a.m. As other fixture as RB Leipzig uh, takes on Hertha Berlin at tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. And Mohen um, Gladbach take on Dusseldorf Fortuna. On Sunday, nine thirty a.m. There's nothing else to say about it. Mohen Gladbach is gonna win that easily. As we jump to the United States, even though U.S. people don't really watch soccer, but you know the playoff game has really gone viral in on YouTube. As just finished yesterday, um, LFC surprisingly lost to Real Salt Lake. As a dramatic one. So first, uh, RSL scored the first chance by, you know, it was a really, it was really a, a stupid mistake made by LAFC defenders that gave their striker number eight so much space in the box. He can just chest down the ball and shoot it. Miller hasn't had nothing to do. And um, as LAFC Galaxy, LA, what am I saying? LA Galaxy, LAFC, keep coming back as um, it was a free kick that this L, uh, that LAFC had one back, and then LAFC came up to two one, and then real uh, real Salt Lake advanced by two two goals in front of the LAFC. So in the final result, it was two to three RSL. Um. So, LAFC is knocked on the stage by RSL, and DC United, surprisingly, Wayne Rooney's team also got knocked out by Columbus Crew, which, you know, surprised me as Wayne Rooney lost a penalty in 
you know, in the in a game that doesn't really happen as it was a really high quality penalty toward left of the goal. Goalkeeper's right and goalkeeper guessed that and somehow he saved it. That was that was basically a game changer. Um focus on Wednesday, October thirty first, there was a game played against uh Portland Timbers, played against FC Dallas. Portland Timbers won two to one as even though they had a red card on them, which is surprise, but you know, FC Dallas they're doing they're sometimes doing great, sometimes doing doing poor. That's a, I think a fair way to describe them this season. Of course, NYCFC, David Villa stepped up to the goal and finished Philadelphia Uni as three to one. So, um as some upcoming fixer for the for the playoff, we're gonna look at how Atlanta United really is doing well this season. I feel like because uh, Joseph Martinez setting the goal record and everything. So as it coming up um, Sunday, November fourth at um, three p.m. is Columbus Crew play against the Eastern Conference first place New York Red Bulls. It's surely gonna be an interesting one, but I feel like. New York Red Bulls trying to finish Columbus Crew off pretty easily, and as Portland Timbers go against the traditionally strong team Seattle Sounders on Sunday, five thirty p.m., and NYCFC plays against Atlanta United on Sunday, November fourth, seven thirty p.m. That's surely going to be a really interesting game, as you know, David Villa goes against Joseph Martinez, one of two of the the top class MLS striker go against each other. You know, it's it's gonna be a big test for the Atlanta United goalkeeper Guzan as you know, he's just not as solid as some of the other younger keeper in MLS if you like. And I don't get why Atlanta United is still using him. And last but not least is Sporting Kansas City go against Rio Salt Lake. As RSL has dominated against LFC, they have showed everyone that they have the ability to go to playoff and they have the ability to beat any team, no matter what they are, no matter who they are in this playoff, in this tournament. So Sporting Kansas City is going to, you know, they're not a good team, but they they got to look up, look out for RSL. So goes up to Spain. Real Madrid, really, last weekend. FC Barcelona, 5-1 Real Madrid. That was unacceptable for Real Madrid fans as you know recently they lost again to Levante 2-1 which makes them on a standing of, on the of the table number ninth ninth is Real Madrid and Barcelona is number is the first there is a pretty big gap between Real Madrid and Barcelona seven points um so as this Upcoming Saturday, eleven fifteen a.m., Real Madrid is um, at home playing Valladolid. Valladolid. I don't know how to pronounce that. And uh, also Sunday, three forty-five p.m. is the first ranking Barcelona play against Real Vallecano. Um, I think Barcelona has a pretty good chance of winning the league. Real Madrid, after they lost Cristiano Ronaldo. They're attacking, 
part becomes, how do I describe, becomes not really supportive because think about the the last five seasons. It was all Cristiano Ronaldo scored the most goals in the league in on a team, which is, you know, a pretty, they depended on Cristiano Ronaldo. But now as Ronaldo has gone to Juventus, they lost that, they lost that dependent. So they have to depend on someone else. And right now it's Gareth Bell and Asensio. But the fact is show they're not as good as CR7 in the actual game. That they do not have the same goal conversion rate as him. Even though Gareth Bell is like five years younger. And Asensio is only 21, what, 21, 22 years old. So I think they're gonna, they have a pretty bright future. But... You know, just this season they have a they need a transition after losing CR seven. Look at Modric, which is the best player I think in the World Cup. Undoubtedly, it's not. He's not doing as good in Real Madrid as he's doing for Croatian team. I don't know why, but him, Tony Cruz, and Casemiro just isn't working out very well, and um. Last, lastly, I guess, so the table, what surprises me is that Sevilla is number third and Alaves is number second. Like, what? Atletico is number is number fourth. What about the big four from from the previous La Liga, La Liga season? And right now, looks like, where is it? Valencia is number 14. Wow. So, right, here's a glance of the next coming upcoming week. Hope you enjoyed it, and thank you so much. Also, stay tuned for the next episode of Football with Martin. Mm-hmm.